You know how everyone's suddenly talking constantly about what shows they're watching? Do you guys have this happening? I've always been doing that. <laughs> <Let's> be <honest. laughs> no. No. <laughs> so we just like gotta know it and always, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, tell us what you but, were gonna say that we don't agree with. I was gonna say, in that I'm curious where you're going with this. I feel like a lot of people I know are also talking about like what books they're reading this summer. Like, what are they looking forward to? Like, it's that time of year where like people have extra time uh -huh. to do like the days are longer. People are catching new shows. I feel like summer TV is a thing. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is kind of always a thing. It just seems like every, I, I don't know, maybe um, we, we just got really bad in COVID and uh, like socializing all together. So and everyone's always reaching no for something to talk, to talk about. about. And like the default is just, Anyway, on Netflix, I found this new show. So what shows have you been watching? What are y'all watching right now? Well, now that Ted Lasso and Secession are done, I'm a little lost. I'm currently watching Alone. What's that? Alone, Survivalist Steve over there. Alone is, I've watched it on and off, but there are some diehard fans. It's, uh, it's like a survival show, but there's 10 contestants that usually it's in, I think it was like um, the North... Pacific Northwest somewhere. This time it's in the Arctic. It's like up in Canada. And they are all in a similar region, but they're like miles. I think they're like 10 miles apart from each other. So each person's isolated by themselves. And mm. it's who lasts the longest. So it's kind of like Survivor, but you're not in a group. You're alone. Exactly. Hence the name. Hence the name. <laughs> what, like, do, do they like win anything? I, the winner wins like half a million dollars. Okay. It's one of these shows. Are people that, having like are people like really struggling being alone? Like, oh yeah, it's fascinating. There were like nine seasons of it, I think. Oh, oh, um, so it's been on for a while. So you can just watch it on Prime. But it's yeah, it's fascinating to see also the different approaches people take because they're all like survival experts. But anyway, it's also just one of these shows I can watch with my seven year old who mm. uh, like each person gets to bring ten items of their choice. So she got really into this, and we had to make our list the other day. And actually, last night we we built a tent in the basement and and like camped out in the tent with our ten items. That's so fun. Oh, that's so fun. So, yeah, fun for her. But now my neck crank and my back. Wait, you you really stayed down there all <laughs> yeah. night. It wasn't like all right, it's nine o'clock. No, go back upstairs. It wow, was full on. that's commitment. Yeah, so I'm a little sore today, but it was fun. Yeah. What are you guys watching? I just finished four shows: uh, Secession, Ted Lasso. The last thing he told me and Citadel. So was the last thing one. he told me any good? I liked it. I read I the book. I watched the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Did Caitlin read the book? No, she had. She hadn't read it yet. She wanted okay. to start it. Okay. Color the book is really the book's good. Okay. Well, I <laughs> liked it. it was I, like was... A, it was a page turner. I liked that about it. Like yeah. sometimes you just like want a book that you can just like roll through. That's how I felt. It was one uh -huh. of the shows. Actually, all of those came out every week which was a little bit annoying but yeah how are you oh, feeling about like it that? was it I'm was not, like airing like yeah like in the old releasing. days like on cable exactly it's like gotcha. let's have this novel idea that we did 15 years ago and now every show is going to do it again and i get it from their side like they want viewership to last longer probably but it, it when you're used to kind of watching yeah, something every night or binging if you can't it. it's just i had that with citadel mm -hmm. it's just yeah. annoying i stopped watching it because it now I'm watching three shows in between each episode. Exactly. And you can't really get in the moment anymore. It's fine to me if it's one show that's doing it. Like at first when Ted Lasso was doing it, 
that was fine because that was the show you were doing that with. But now every show, kind of over it. Yeah. It's my my opinion there. But last thing you told me was good. Citadel, you said you did you finish it or I'm curious your thoughts on it. I I'm just I'm a sucker for any kind of espionage, mm-hmm. CIA, Navy SEAL type show. So I'll watch them all. But I thought it was like a little too cheesy. Okay, I agree. Mm. I same thing. I'm a sucker for them. So pretty much any ranking is gonna start at at least a four because I'm like a little bit engaged with it. Uh-huh. But I'd give it like a six out of ten there. It was a little bit cheesy. Yeah. There are definitely some some gaps in the plot. <laughs> yeah. But it was entertaining too, so I can't be too critical. Yeah. Um, I would recommend though the last thing you told me over it and then Obviously, Ted Lasso is awesome. And then I thought, do you watch Succession? Did you finish that? Yeah, that one. Um, also, in the vein, we're talking Bodyguard is really good. Ooh. Night Agent is pretty good. Yeah, we watched There's Night like Agent a too. bunch recently that... Here's the other thing they're doing. Mm. Have you noticed? It's, it's a show and it says season one. And then they never come back with season two. I think they're just trying to they're reinvent trying. the movie because no one wants to watch movies. Mm-hmm. It's like we'll put it out as a show and then people watch and it more. And then they can like explore the storyline more in a show. And then tee you mm-hmm. up for another season that they never deliver on. Exactly. It's a bummer. Heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. But yeah, so there we did the thing that you said everyone else <laughs> is doing. <laughs> All right, shout out today is for Daniel because he, we talked about this on the last um, episode around just feeling super overwhelmed, kind of just on the never-ending treadmill of life and work. And um, he, he was feeling some of that. And so something that he said recently was, I think the benefit of this coaching process is it's just, A, I'm being asked the bigger, more important question. And so I can actually step back and be honest with myself versus just continuing to the next thing and the next thing, which for him was making him feel really cluttered mentally um and of course then if you're cluttered you can't it's harder to fix the problem and on and on so um you know shout out to daniel for kind of taking that step back and really putting in the putting in the extra step of um getting clear on some things personality gripe not a myth because it's always not a myth it's a gripe and (laughs) i'm trying to advocate for other people here so i'm going to give the gripe (laughs) that a lot of people we work with say. And the gripe is like, I, we had this meeting and then people walked out and they were all like nodding like, yeah, yeah, great. And they thought it was great. But, and this is the leader speaking like, but then they didn't do anything about it. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Like, do I have to do everything around here? I've heard so much of that lately. And so the personality piece I wanted to pull in is because a lot of times we'll pull up whatever profile they've done. And you can see how um, there's this thing I call like your, your public self versus your private self. Your, um, the way that you communicate to others and the way they experience you is often different than how you experience yourself. And so a lot of times what this situation is, is somebody who needs like clear plan of action and, and information that's not the same way that they communicate. So the way they communicate is very open and collaborative and people feel like, oh, that was great. That was awesome. And that's why they're walking out feeling good. The leader inside is feeling like, but I didn't get what I need, which is like the clear information and the plan of action. And so even though they're the frustrated one, it's actually on them. They have, the leader has to communicate to the people 
what they need. Hey, can you give me a clear plan of action? Because <laughs> they, the people don't know that that's what they need. And so it's interesting one, like when we work with groups on meetings and dysfunction in teams, this is often at the heart of things. Like this specific scenario is often at the heart of a lot of problems. That's so funny that it's just a lot of it boils down to a personality yeah. aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's why I geek out on that stuff. Because yeah. yeah, so much of it just boils down to these little nuanced things. If you just understood this, then you can kind of manage for it. But we wait it until it blows up into this massive problem. So yeah, actually along those lines, what I wanted to talk about today is a similar dynamic that can happen in marriage and relationships. And it's funny how this stuff often, you know, oftentimes in coaching, we, we address both, both things because a lot of these topics are the, it's around communication. It's around understanding personalities and, and kind of the way people think and behave and are motivated. So the same stuff applies at work as in personal relationships, but I wanted to focus on the personal side of it with this topic today um, because it's something I've been trying lately in my marriage. So I'm, I'm titling it, say the, (laughs) say the feeling, (laughs) and I don't have a cool catchy phrase. So if anyone does, I'm open to, to suggestions, but something that I'm big on is creating like intentional, uh, being intentional in your home life, in your family life. And it's because I think the way most of us do it by default is reactionary. It's like, it's actually the most important thing in our life, but it's the last thing on our to-do list. And that to me is just crazy, but I do it too. It's because work pays us. So we're like, we're showing up to work with all of our intention, you know, our family life and, you know, whatever dinner with my family at home, they're not paying me for that. So I'm not like prepping the same way as I do for work. And yet, what's the most important to me? So I think what happens is like we tend to just let our busyness and, you know, Netflix and TikTok and all these things shape our life. And then we all go around complaining about the things that are wrong. It's like, well, yeah, we didn't put any thought or work into it at all. We just like let it be shaped by all these all these forces out there. So I'm not great at it, but I do try to be and I'm I'm just big on being intentional in our personal lives, in our relationships, friendships, marriage, home life, all of those things. So something I've been working on lately is this idea of say the feeling. I, I realized through some coaches that I've worked with that I don't, I almost never, maybe in my whole life, but definitely in my personal life, I almost never talk about my feel, like what I'm feeling. I never use emotion words. And you know, for a lot of people, this was common where if, if I'm like, Joe, how are you feeling today? You'd be like, well, I mean, you know, work's going pretty good, but I've got all this stuff going on and I don't know, it's hard to get everything done today. And it's like, no, I asked you, how are you feeling? Yeah. And you actually answered it about in what are you doing? That's something that mm. I definitely <laughs> do. And then, you know, through some of this coaching and also some marriage counseling, realized that one of the one of the most powerful things that I could do is actually share um, the emotion, the feeling, what I'm actually feeling. So I kind of just wanted to tee up this idea that's a really simple thing that anyone could do because a lot of my coaching clients right now are trying it as well, which is every time you get home or every night um, with your spouse, share the emotion word that you're feeling. 
right now or just today in general, maybe there's a couple, um, and focus on that actual word. Because um, if you have a tendency not to do this, then you don't share the emotion. You share what you're doing or you just say good or bad. (laughs) Um, And so something I've been trying to do is every day just say, even if the question, you know, like if Ashley asked me, how was your day? To answer it with an emotion word, like, mm-hmm. what is it that I was feeling? Um, I'm curious you guys' thoughts on this, because to me, that's really hard. And to my clients, that's really hard. And that is a typical problem for CEOs and, and business owners that gets worsened by what their job is every day. But I don't know, maybe to some people, this is super natural. <laughs> well, one thing I was going to say is for me, it's not very natural. I don't think I've gotten better. I'd like to think mm-hmm. probably, <laughs> probably not as much as I think, but I have some friends that are, um, in like the therapy fields and they're like feeling wheels. Uh-huh. Like, um, have you seen these charts? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I still yeah. use, I have one in my bag that I use. <laughs> I was going to say that I feel like that is a helpful Super practical helpful. tip, especially for people who aren't used to sharing your feelings. Cause you might say like, I'm tired or good or happy or sad, like bad. Like those I think are typical feelings, but really they're a lot more sub. And so it breaks down or sorry, sub feelings within that. And so it can break down like, here's the primary feeling. Here's what I'm actually feeling underneath it. Yeah. And for me, that was helpful to look at a few times. I don't know. Like, it sounds like he he's it too. I do have one in my bag, although, well, Sunday's not here today, but mm. Sunday's kind of my, um, my feelings wheel in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like such a feeler and so in like tapped into her emotions mm-hmm. that even just being around her a lot kind of helps me to do that better or to be aware of it. But yeah, I actually use, especially in, in coaching, I'll often, um, use that feelings wheel. And just to call it out, like it felt really weird for me to use it ever, but it was helpful. So yeah, like, well, even the I name mean, of it, I mean, that's why I joked about the title of this to, especially to a lot of men, the word feelings has so much taboo around it. It's like, it's immediately a joke that I said the word feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 we're humans. Like that's actually a huge part of what we are. And so, especially in this context of marriage, that makes it really tough then because you, you actually don't know each other very well if you don't know how you're experiencing Mm -hmm. life right now. Um, that was the biggest part of the realization to me is like, we were, we were being great business partners and had no idea how each other was doing, even though it seemed like, well, we actually talk, we're really good at communicating. We talk all the time. We're, you know, super connected (laughs) and realizing that actually, no, when you take it to this layer, we're, we're very disconnected. Well, my mind goes, where's the balance between talking about the feelings and then dwelling in them where like if it's just a bad day at work or whatever, I'm like, I want to get past that and uh-huh. so I can name it. But then does that make sense? Like that's a tough one yeah. for me personally. Well, okay. This is actually a hang up that a lot of my coaching clients have been mm-hmm. facing as we're working on this. And it's, um, so let me just tell you like how those conversations have been going, because I think it's a, a helpful thing. So they're taking it too far, which is what you're doing with it too. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well then if I open that can of worms, then I, you know, it's going to be this hour long conversation or it's going to be a fight or it's going to be. And so, um, we've been narrowing it down and saying, no, 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 just do this. Like when you get home and you guys are talking about how's your day, how was your day? 
just like before you walk in the door, choose the one or two words you're going to use and then share those and say, well, today, uh, actually kind of two things. Like I'm feeling really, um, kind of like I'm feeling really stressed and I'm also feeling really hopeful and I don't even, I don't even know why yet. And then move on. (laughs) Just say the words and move on. It doesn't have to be a whole conversation. But the practice of saying those things is going to help you start to get in touch with uh, how you, you know, what you're experiencing and start to create more of that connection with the other person of like, oh, I actually now know what you're experiencing a little more versus nothing. I really like that. And one of the things that I specifically like is that naming it I guess I get fearful that if I name it, I'm giving too much power to the emotion when I know it's just the feeling, feelings are going to fleet, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I actually hear you saying that you can name it and that kind of gives it the power to, to release it a little bit. Like you let someone in and you don't have to let it overtake you. Yeah. I struggle with that too, or I think Mm -hmm. they're going to read into it too much. Like if I say I'm sad, they're going to think that I'm depressed and need help. And like Mm -hmm. my whole world's crumbling. I'm like, I'm just saying that I've been sad for the last two hours Yes, (laughs) that they'll read into it too much. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, those are interesting personality things because you and I have the same side of that spectrum. Do you, do you have anything on that? No, honestly, I'm just enjoying listening to you (laughs) talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is funny though, Jacqueline, because you and I, (laughs) this is what you and I were talking about the other day. So you know how anyone who, Anyone listening who's like in consulting or has worked with consultants knows what I'm talking about. Or like in engineering field, there's always like a two by two. There's always a grid. It's like, you know, four quadrants of, you know, this versus that and where do you fall? And we were joking about the um, there should be like a marriage grid that's like (laughs) chill versus communicating. And because we were talking about how sometimes we just amp everything up and Mm -hmm. like we overreact to everything in a marriage because there's so much, there's just so much like baggage and emotional attachment. Everything is hyper. We can like inflate everything. And we were joking about like, let's just like be chill. If we could be (laughs) higher on the chill factor where it's kind of like, and I'm talking to myself, you know, Mm, totally, yeah. Steve, calm down. Cause there's so many scenarios that get me worked up. Um, in my marriage that I'm like, I blow it out of proportion in my head or I just spin out of control. And it's like, easy, just slow down. Everything's okay. Take one step forward. You will be okay. Well, it actually came from, we had received some advice. Um, if I am feeling like, I don't know if Jonathan and I are on the same page. Um, my counselor shared, she was like, you could ask okay, on a scale of one to 10, like how worried or mad or, you know, how do you feel about this thing that's happening? And so I've started doing that. If I feel like, okay, I am getting a gut sense that we're not (laughs) on the same page. And so I was asking him about it recently and I was like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling about this? And he was like, oh, I'm not worried about it at all. Probably like an eight or a nine. And I'm like, I'm at like a four right now. Like I'm very worried about this, but it was kind of like a funny moment of like, okay, now we like understand where each person is at. It's sort of the concept of like, say the thing you're kind of giving, even though in this sense we're talking about 
um, saying the feeling, it's like you're giving it like a stake in the ground rather than it being like this amorphous thing that's like floating around and you don't really know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. You don't really know where everybody's at. And instead, I'm like, I'm a four on the concerned. Like, I'm very concerned right yeah. now. And you are not. Okay. That like helps us. Yeah. We know where everybody's at now that's and we don't right. have to solve it right now. That's yeah. funny. I forgot that is where it came from. Yeah. And so we were joking like, okay, we need like a chill spectrum mm -hmm. and communicating because let's just like chill out a little more about it, but also communicate more about right. it. And right. that's where it was kind of a yeah. joke, but serious is no, you don't just want to take stuff too lightly and gloss over mm -hmm. problems. But if we can communicate more, then we'll actually make it better versus maybe the like lower left hand quadrant is the. I'm getting super amped up and I'm not communicating. Okay. Therefore, the whole thing spirals. Right. Like, I think in that particular moment, I was like, okay, I might be a little extreme at the four. Like, I could oh. probably make it more like a six. Oh. Like, we could I'm probably like be more. All the time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I was, I actually wrote it down in my notes and kind of thought about it more because I was like, that would be really helpful for us if I just kind of tried to move up and right in that one. Just chill out and communicate more. So say the feeling, say what you're thinking. That's another thing we've been working on. Like say what you're thinking versus keeping it inside and it just builds up and creates problems. And I, I get it. Like that's not just an easy step to take all the time. Sometimes there's a lot packed in there, but I don't know. The general concept has been helpful for me lately. And then I've seen with um, people that I'm working with take those steps as well. Mm -hmm.